Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. We've got a special two-part, two-part, for those of you who live in West Virginia, one, two, two parts. <laughs> I have got my dear friend, Kevin Ward. You can follow him on LinkedIn at WKevinWard um, because he can't take any more followers. He's maxed out. LinkedIn has maxed him out. But you can also see his Wisdom Seeker Podcast every Monday, most every Monday, unless it's a holiday or something like that. But right now, you can find him right here on the Intentional Encourager podcast as we talk about the encouragement of wisdom. And nobody better to talk to than Kevin about that. Kevin, how are you today, my friend? I am blessed, uh, Brian, very blessed. Uh, God's continuing to work in my life and uh, continue, uh, even at my age, growing in wisdom and uh, knowledge. And so... I'm grateful for uh, all that I have and all that I am. Well, I'm not going to guess about our combined ages on here. I know I'm, I'm going to be 50 in August. So I I know, I know that part, but might require a calculator at some point in that process or an abacus. You never know. Yeah, You you know, that that way, (laughs) listen, I'm not smart enough to work calculator. So it's going to have to be an abacus. (laughs) I live in West Virginia, man. I'm not, you know, they, they don't, we're not sharp as knives in the drawer. So, but let's start here, Kevin. I am smart enough to recognize one thing, and that is the power of wisdom and, and the intentional encouragement in wisdom. I am smart enough to realize that. I, I want to go here. I want to go back before we go forward. When did you first realize the power of wisdom in your own life and, and your need for it? Because you are so intentional about, and I use that word intentionally, and I'm not trying to, to play on words here or anything like that. You are very intentional about wisdom and, and, and promoting wisdom. So when did you first understand its power in your own life? Well, my first exposure, of course, is reading Proverbs uh, and just uh, looking at uh, all that Proverbs has to offer. And as I began to, you know, reading the words and understanding the words is not wisdom. It is just a place of knowledge. And uh, it's the first step in the process, but it's not get there. Um, and so with time, 
uh, and I, to answer your question, I don't have a specific event per se. It's just over time, I've come to realize that, uh, you know, Proverbs tells us that be slow to anger, for example. And it took me a while to understand how to apply that wisdom. And uh, as I have applied it more and more, it feeds on itself because when you gain wisdom and start applying it in your life, uh, it changes things for you. It, it motivates you to do it more uh, because uh, in, uh, another one is uh, being slow to speak. Uh, Proverbs tells us very clearly to be slow to speak. And once I started learning to be slower to speak, uh, then I uh, got myself in a lot less trouble and uh, relationships improve with that. And so, uh, but the initial exposure had to be Proverbs. I mean, that, that's just the way it is uh, because the book of Proverbs is just chock full of wisdom. I mean, the whole Bible is obviously, yeah. but, uh, but the book of Proverbs is just full of uh, wisdom. And then I think the other uh, revelation about it, if you will, is understanding that we'll all get some wisdom unless we're just really working hard not to, okay? But on the same score, if we work hard to gain wisdom, then we are going to uh, be blessed and get a lot more wisdom uh, in that process because scriptures tell us to seek wisdom like gold. And once I started really... Uh, uh, applying the concept of seeking wisdom, then that was a, a major turning point. I love what you said about being slow to anger. And, and as we record this, Kevin, um, I am in, I am in within about 20 minutes of where a shooting happened in a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. That's where I am as we record mm. this episode. And then for, for time purposes, if, if folks will go back and listen to this episode, for time purposes, we're about a week removed from a shooting in, in Uvedale, Texas mm. with, with, at the elementary school. There is a lot of anger in our society right now. Gas prices are going through the roof. Food prices are going through the roof and, and, and food not being on the shelf. It feels like there is a lot of anger right now in our world, in our society. Why do you feel like, and I want to go here for just a second. Okay. The Bible says, and you're exactly right, the Bible, as you correctly pointed out, be slow to anger. We have a society that's got a quick trigger, no pun intended. I mean, no disrespect for, for what we've talked about, but it's it's a euphemism. Mm-hmm. We've got a quick trigger when it comes to anger, whether it's on social media, whether it's on other things. Why do you feel like and what do you see from your experience that has caused our society become so quick triggered when it comes to anger? Oh, that's an easy one. Learned this principle years ago. And that, that principle is that uh, most of the time when we get anger, <clears throat> indicates that we have a right that we think we have that has been violated. And what I have had to learn is that as a believer, that I have yielded all of my rights when I died with Christ. Uh, 
And so when I get angry, I'm taking a right back and saying, you have violated my right and it's making me mad. And we have, as a culture, developed so much of a mindset of we are owed so much and we have so many rights that it's not surprising that we stay angry because there's always people there to violate one of our rights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I love what you said there, Kevin, because we, I, I think, I believe this, we allow ourselves to be provoked very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we would call it in West Virginia, we would call it poking the bear. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we, you know, like, well, don't poke the bear. Don't poke. My dad always told me that, like, don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. And, but, <laughs> but it feels like with social media, and, and I want to call that out especially, because you have shared a lot of wisdom around correct disciplines and habits and practices around social media. And I, I have a, a lot of respect. I've said this to you privately, and I'm going to say it publicly. I have a lot of respect for a lot of your teachings and wisdom nuggets that you have dropped around that. And it feels like that that social media has given us the one place that we can trigger our own anger and feel good about releasing that anger, like spewing. You would never, forgive me for kind of dropping back and punting here, Kevin, you'd never walk into somebody's house and just start vomiting all over their house. Mm -hmm. You just wouldn't do that. But we think nothing of if somebody cuts us off in traffic or somebody's rude to us or things like that. We'll hop on that cell phone and just, you know, I'm mad and I'm going to tell everybody about it. And it just feels like that we have not applied the same principles. Well, the, yeah, the, challenge, the challenge with social media is it gives us a sense of anonymity. Okay. And I, and I can apply the same principle because my challenge in controlling my anger is in a car because I struggle with that and I continue to pray and grow to a point. Uh, my goal is to a point that uh, I will not react any different to that driver and then uh, if I were standing there with that person. And because when we're in a car and we get upset, we feel like we're got some uh, anonymity and same thing with social media. Uh, because if need be, we can hide behind the words and never show our face. The key is that uh, the wise way to approach things is don't do anything either in a car or on social media or in other places that you would not do in front of the person that is being the object of your response. And it, when we do that, it changes things. It changes things completely uh, because uh, there is rare moment that most people would do what they do on social media if they were standing face to face with the person involved. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise. But if that doesn't work, 
I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.card.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. That is so true because again, and, and and people, we we've taken this term keyboard warrior, mm-hmm. and, and we've said, well, that person's a keyboard warrior. I don't want to be a keyboard warrior like a lot of people are keyboard warriors because what happens is, is the wise man the Bible says builds his house upon a rock. Mm-hmm. In other words, they know where the cracks are in the foundation. Right. They know how that rock is laid out, and they're going to try to put some things in that rock to smooth out the cracks. And in the Bible days, they didn't have those things, so they had to trust that where they set those posts on the rock, it had to hold. Mm-hmm. And so nowadays, it's it's it, it, it's more incumbent, I believe, for us to know where the cracks are in our foundation so that we're not intentionally triggering things that are going to cause catastrophic failure. You work with clients every day. You work with people. You coach people. You you have a lot of wisdom. What tends to cause wisdom to stress in those moments and, and cause us, because you, you just said it, and forgive me for the, the long-winded question. You just said it, those pressure points, yeah, those trigger moments where we tend to lose the wisdom that we have built and gained in those moments. Forget. So let me ask it this way. How do we keep ourselves wise when those trigger points are hit like they are? One of the simplest things is to begin to have the self-discipline not to respond quickly. Rarely do we need to respond in such a way quickly to be effective in our response. In fact, that's what I call reacting. The key is that we don't want to react most of the time because we don't need to react most of the time. We have time to respond, have a measured response. And one of the key differences between uh, taking knowledge and understanding is that when we make the leap to wisdom is when we see things from a different perspective. We see things from a perspective outside of ourselves. And for us as believers, the goal is to see everything and everybody through God's eyes. And when we uh, take the time to, uh, because it's, not completely natural. It's something that takes renewal and growth. And but when we began to take that perspective and uh, and take that minute to look at it differently than just what's going on in the uh, heat of the moment, 
we will find that we are living wisdom a lot more often. Uh, yeah. Simple thing, countdown or take deep breaths. Those two real easy tips. Well, Kevin, here here's what I was thinking about when you were saying that. There is a level of wisdom that we have garnered in our world today that is not healthy. And it's called, the it, the Bible puts it this way. And for those of you that are not a Christian, look, Kevin and I are both Christians, so we see things through the biblical perspective. The Bible says they're, they're wise in their own eyes. Mm-hmm. Everything that you think you see, well, I'm correct. I know I'm correct. And I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell everybody else I'm correct and everybody else is not correct in this situation. I, I've been there at times. And when you're proven wrong, you, you do look very foolish. It, it, and it's because you don't take that moment as you were talking about to count down, to step back and things like that. It seems to me that we have become a society of folks being wise in their own eyes. Do you see that same thing in society? And what's a correctable action that we can do to move away from that? Well, it, it's very evident, and it's happened not by happenstance, okay, because <clears throat> uh, there was a time where wisdom was a premium sought after. It was a priority. Then in a point in time in our culture, we shifted to what we uh, refer to as a knowledge-based society, and what has happened is the premium now is on the knowledge. And in the journey to wisdom, knowledge is the very basic step. And we even go so far as to say knowledge is power. No, knowledge isn't power. Uh, having You can have all kinds of knowledge, but if you don't know how to use it and use it well, not only is it not powerful, but it can actually be harmful to you. And so our focus on knowledge over the rest of the process and learning wisdom has is really hurting us to a point that uh, we have a lot of people that don't seek out wisdom and really don't care. And uh, one of the indicators of that, you know, it's become common statement that common sense isn't so common anymore. I'll use the grammatically correct version there instead of the Southern version. And uh, uh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and I, and more and more as I've really evaluated and considered that, I realized that uh, common sense is a, another way of saying that we've grown in wisdom. Common sense is a byproduct of seeking wisdom. Yeah. We, if we do the same thing over and over, and never seek the wisdom of it, but it goes wrong, we'll keep doing it wrong. Well, Kevin, everybody, forgive me for interrupting, everybody seems to be a counselor today. (laughs) We've got a lot of people that, 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 you know, just ask them, they're a counselor. They've got the answers. They know the right, they know all the answers. And listen, there's never been a better time. I want to go here for, and and please forgive me for interrupting. No, go ahead. But but here, here's what, here's what I see. There is so much expertise out there that people feel like can be monetized upon. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this, and so therefore I'm going to monetize it. And, and there are wonderful people that are doing great things. Don't get me wrong. 
but not everybody's got the answer and not everybody is is wise in in that respect and i posted something a couple days ago i feel like i don't feel i believe i've got as much expertise as as anybody out there when it comes to sales and sales management mm-hmm. and connection and, and relationship building and things like that I, I don't feel like I need to take a back seat to anybody. But here's the thing that I believe for myself, and I can't speak for anybody else. I can only speak for me. Where I have a discernible difference and where I can really show wisdom is in showing and demonstrating a life of intentional encouragement. And that's where we have, that's why this podcast exists, is because I looked out in, in, in on LinkedIn where you and I hang out a lot. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of expertise, but I didn't see it. I didn't see much encouragement. And I thought I can, I can, I can feel that I can fit, not feel F E E L, but I can feel F I L. I can feel that. And I believe that wisdom starts with knowing what, where you can apply what, you know, we seem to lack the ability for application. And that that's where I want to take us here for just a minute. When you look back at the times in your life that you've really applied wisdom, what has it taken to apply the wisdom that you gain? And how hard was it for you to apply it in those situations? What does it take? Big difference is seeing whatever situation, uh, not just as how it affects me. I've got to take myself out of the picture or well not remove myself but i've got to take more than myself into consideration to have make wise choices that's one of the key components because the value of of seeing things through god's eyes is i'm no longer looking at me i'm looking uh at others i'm looking even at me through god's eyes and so removing myself or adding others into the picture other than myself yeah is, is the key and uh you know there again proverbs tells us okay and people kind of gloss over this but uh really felt convicted that this is uh not something to gloss over and that is a sequence uh it says seek knowledge first then understanding and then wisdom and that's what has where I have built uh, all that I do uh, from the wisdom seeker and any other council is to follow that progression. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. 
Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage podcast. And when we do that, uh, again, the key difference when we go from understanding, which is based on experience, you know, I tried that once and it, <laughs> it went south Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, I'm not going to do stupid again. Some of us are a little slower. We have to do it several times to get it. Well, right here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the key is taking that experience and going, okay. How does this not only affect me, how does it affect others? And how does it affect my relationship to God? Well, and and Kevin, I love how you frame that. And I wrote that down, the wisdom sequence. Yes. And and here's here's what I love about what you said. And here's what I'm, I'm extrapolating out of that. Understanding is different mm-hmm. than wisdom. It's much different. I understand how brain surgery works. I'm not going to go try to perform it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, yeah, yeah. Well, some people would say, well, you need to start on yourself. That's called a lobotomy. So, you know, but, but no, you, you understand, because here's the thing that, 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 that I, that I extrapolated out of that. In our world today, if you want to understand anything, literally anything, there is a popular site called YouTube. Oh, yeah. People make videos. And I had a guy in my church tell me, he said, Brian, I've learned a ton of stuff watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And so you can gain great understanding mm-hmm. on just about anything in life that you want to do. You, you've got a great virtual background there of the Golden Gate Bridge that was constructed in the 1930s. The engineering marvel mm-hmm. of that is is astounding. The, the wisdom that we supposedly have today in 2022, we should be able to replicate that and, and, and build that bridge much better. But the fact that it's still standing, that's wisdom because their level of, of application of knowledge, correct application that if you would ask me to define wisdom, I'm going to ask you to define wisdom. If I would, if I would define wisdom to me, and I want to see how close I can get to it, okay. I would define wisdom as the correct application of the right understanding. That's how I see wisdom. How okay. do you define uh, wisdom? Well, okay, I like that. That's succinct, uh, and I think that wisdom is taking the knowledge we've got, the understanding we've gained through experience, and then how to use that knowledge base and experience in any given situation in a way that is going to ultimately, again, as a believer, bring honor to God. Uh, But in, in the absence of someone, you know, there are people I know that are going to hear this, that that's not something they're concerned with, but that the application is such a way that it is most effective in taking care of us 
as well as those around us and those coming down the road in the future, our children, our grandchildren. Yeah, uh, it, it's just that we have to look beyond uh, knowledge and understanding, and how do we use it? And that's wisdom is art. <laughs> I, I, you know, wisdom is really an art form. It's not something that uh, I, that anyone can give you the five easy steps, the seven great habits to have wisdom. It's not. It, it's an yeah. art form. And what I'll give you an example, okay? Uh, I recently went through a process. You and I chatted a little bit about this yeah. offline. Yeah. And I, I work on my own car a lot because, uh, first of all, it challenges me and it's a good uh, challenge. The other is that I have some skepticism about uh, intentions of some businesses, shall we say. Yep. So anyway, I, I, my car recently, uh, I gained some knowledge. And the knowledge was that one of the fuel injectors on the car was a problem. Okay, And it took me a while. I had to uh, read and look and read codes and on a, a computer checker and all that. So that was knowledge. My, that's, that was my starting point. So then I went through a process of, okay, can I change this thing? And can I buy the part and so on? So I went through the process and gained some understanding that uh, these injectors uh, can range anywhere in cost. Uh, you can buy a used one for under a hundred bucks and some of the new ones are upwards of 600 yeah. and all in between. Okay, so I gained some understanding there. And I also gained some understanding that how you extract these things to replace them is got its own uniqueness. And there are a multitude of tools and techniques and things like that to do so. One of YouTube, I'm, I'm a firm uh, believer in the use of YouTube to gain understanding. Uh, I went and checked and, uh, you know, some people said, oh, well, you use this tool and you get it out. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, another guy says, okay, if you just put tap on it a little bit on each side and uh, lift up on it, it'll come out. And then another one says, oh, well, use this tool. And there were a multitude of those. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what I ultimately had to understand and, and gained a little wisdom in yeah, it can be extracted. There is no one method that uh, that is going to work every time. And so you have to go through some processes and think through and, and really be intentional to learn to find out. And so now, at least for that <laughs> injector, uh, I have developed some wisdom about how to approach that. Now, when it comes time for the next injector, that wisdom may or may not work in that case. There, uh, the understanding is the same, right? And the knowledge is the same, but what I do with that knowledge and understanding with a little bit different situation is where I begin to gain wisdom. I like what you said about the process, though, of wisdom, yeah. and, and that's what I wrote down was, you know, I'm trying to run through the scenario in my head and knowing a, a little bit about auto mechanics i'm thinking to myself okay he's got to drop the fuel tank and that part <laughs> has to come in a certain way because when it was manufactured originally that part went in a certain way mm -hmm. and, and and 
you know, knowing a little bit about that myself from the starting and charging system, having sold those component parts and, and complete units, I understand that there are some intricacies that, that work certain ways in auto mechanics. You, you have to be, and people look at it, and I won't go here for just a minute. People look at it and they say, well, you know, that boy, that guy's a regular grease monkey. Boy, he, he just, he, boy, that he or she just really knows their way around a car. And a lot of it is the delicate intricacies and, and understanding and being able to, to apply the, the delicate idiosyncrasies because every car operates differently. You could have an engine that, that is put on an assembly line and they could do a hundred engines an hour and every engine is going to have its own little idiosyncrasies, its own things about it. Go ahead. Go, go yeah, ahead. It, well, it, the other factor is uh, you can take the same model, the same engine, the same part, everything being the same, but depending on how that vehicle was driven, what it conditions it's been through, different things begin to factor in. And what, what wisdom does is it helps you to consider the other aspects of it. The book says, if you go to that uh, part, you take these parts out of the way, you connect this device to remove it, and it all comes out, okay? That's your knowledge, because that's what, if you go by the textbook, that's what it says. It'll even yeah. tell you, should take yeah. X amount of time then what happens is you take that knowledge and you apply it and you get to the point and you say, okay, I'm going to pull it out. And for instance, in this case with that, I had to learn is this uh, super nice tool that's supposed to remove it won't fit on that injector in that car that way. It's not room. So then I had to back up and go, okay, so what are my options? And by, taking that knowledge and that understanding, then looking at it in a bigger picture, you know, what factors in, uh, what's affected this and so on. Then I began to have some wisdom about it. Now, the interesting thing, I have gained wisdom about this number six injector on this particular engine. But when I, if I have to go back and replace one of the others, I'm going to have to gain some new wisdom there because different factors have come into play. So yeah, book and knowledge and all that's great. But if you don't have some understanding to then uh, uh, look at it and bigger perspective, then you're going to be limited. Uh, and to a point, to give you an additional perspective, there are times, and I've worked on machinery all my life, okay? That's just you know, God, I can't sing and I can't dance, but if it's a machine, I can figure it out and fix it usually. Yeah. Uh, but there are times uh, that after trying to figure out a problem on a machine, a car, or whatever, that I get too close. Okay. And I've lost that perspective and I go to someone else that has that persp bigger perspective and I say, you know, I've done this and this and this, what do you think? And it's not uncommon. They go, oh, well, did you try this? Because they had gained some wisdom that I had not, and it was there to share. Now, I could have said, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to do it my way. 
and kept struggling and frustrated and everything else and had to learn the hard way. Uh, part of my hope and having the Wisdom Seeker podcast is that all of us can learn from each other yeah. and we can gain wisdom without make, doing it the hard way. Now, I'm not practiced at that as much as I'd like. I tend to have to do it the hard way, you know, uh, but, uh, but I'm trying and I'm hoping to help others begin to recognize that uh, if you need some wisdom, it may be somebody in your life. It may be a family member. It may be yeah. a friend, a pastor, uh, a mentor that has some wisdom that if you just go to them with a, uh, the right attitude and a, a servant's heart, you may gain some wisdom without having to go through the pain. No, that's a hundred percent correct. And, and again, I, I want to park the conversation here because the, on the, on the next part of this podcast, it's going to be, again, I said two parts. Yeah. And, and, uh, for the, for the listeners, um, we're going to pick up on the experience factor. You said it just a minute ago, the next episode we have with Kevin, we're going to pick up on experience. You can find him on LinkedIn. As I said, a moment ago at W Kevin Ward, follow him there, follow the hashtag wisdom seeker and wisdom nugget. Follow both of those hashtags, Kevin. I can't wait for part two of this conversation. <laughs> and again, I appreciate you joining me on the Intentional Encourage podcast. My honor, my pleasure, brother. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.